This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share his love. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's Josh and JB. Hey, we're here with season three of the Radiant Reflections podcast. Glad to be coming back. We had a little bit of a hiatus. We did. But uh, we're... We're gearing up again. We did, yep. It was good uh, to take a little bit of time off, refocus, and uh, yeah. So in this season and kind of moving forward, unless we change something, uh, we're going to focus on talking about the message. So today's Monday. We're planning on shooting on Mondays. And then uh, whoever's teaching on a Sunday, we're going to take some notes and some thoughts and then maybe burrow in on some points that are maybe a little bit, uh, maybe Ryan or Josh or Brandon didn't have the time to get into. We're gonna dive into those uh, in this season. So. Yeah, and so you're gonna you're gonna kind of get to pick our brain, not pick them, but get a little bit of an insight mm-hmm. into our thoughts on what we took away from the message, uh, and maybe that opens up some lines of questioning that you had on your own as you took notes from the message and and whatnot. So yeah, mm-hmm. we're kind of getting back to our original focus. Yep. You yep. know when when radiant reflection started back during the days of COVID, y'all <laughs> remember that, right? <laughs> this was uh, the worst. That's right. We 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 started this as a way to to dig deeper. And, and so we're kind of going back to our roots uh, in that sense yeah. here. So yesterday, the message, we just kicked off a new series called The Unseen Realm, mm-hmm. talking about the flesh, the world, and the spirit. And we're, it, we're kind of tackling a lot of topics within this series. The devil was in there too. The devil was in yes. there too, right? Uh, the devil's in the details. Right? Oh, so, yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so we're uh, we're going to start there. So yesterday, the message was kind of an overview. So JB mm-hmm. and I are just going to start to dig in a little bit to some of those things. Um, yeah, and, and do a little bit more of an exploration mm-hmm. of that. I don't know. What, what are some things that jumped out to you in particular well, message. I thought it was kind of interesting, you know, right up front when Ryan asked that question, does, does your life feel like a constant battle mm-hmm. or a war? Like there's, you know, this huddle, or huddle, this hurdle that you're trying to get over, like this thing that you're, maybe there's something more to that. You know, maybe it's not just your need for self-control or gumption or whatever. Maybe there's more that's impacting and influencing you that you're not aware of. And he even said, and this is this is a direct quote, there's a war for your soul. Mm-hmm. And man, that is so true. <laughs> it is so true. Uh, absolutely. Well, and I, and I think this gets at, you know, one of the frustrations, if you grew up in church and kind of the, the general theme that you took away from church is that it's behavior management. Mm-hmm. Like at, at some point, you probably got to a point you, to where you're frustrated. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, I'm. I'm I'm trying to do all these things. I'm checking I'm, all the boxes. I'm trying to I'm trying to do this, and I'm not trying to do this. Yeah, but I'm still in that tug of war. What's going on there? And this uh, series, I think, will dig into that to where we see that it's it's a lot more than just behavior modification mm-hmm. and behavior management. Mm-hmm. Uh, there really is a spiritual reality that we have to consider. Yeah, you know, when we're when we're looking at living a life that looks like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the enemy doesn't want us to, you know, that battle is directly, uh, to try to get us. I think, you know, there's, I think it's in first Peter where it talks about the enemy being this roaring lion seeking Mm -hmm. whom he can kill and destroy. And Satan's using these spiritual influences on our lives, even as Christians, you know, sometimes we negate that idea. Well, those are just, you know, it's just for non-believers, but you know, Satan tries to influence our lives through all sorts of different things. And, that's where my my interest really got peaked 
in yesterday's message. You know, when Ryan started poking at a couple of those, uh, I would call them doorways or windows mm. or avenues of, of entrance where we allow uh, spiritual things to impact us. And, and let me be clear, negative spiritual things to impact us. Um, I'm going to be bold and ask you this question, Josh. What are some- <laughs> I hope I have an answer. You've got an answer. Because <laughs> you've been, have there been places in your life like where you can pinpoint, you're like, I know that if I go that route, whatever that route might be, uh, that's going to be unhealthy and it's going to invite more attack and or defeat in my life. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and there are Here things- Here to share any. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. there's one and and this is one, it's actually, I'll say it's an, it's an ongoing struggle. And this kind of highlights that battle between mm-hmm. the flesh. Like over the years, right? I, I love music. Mm. I love music. Yep. Great and, musician. And He's there, a bass player. And there have been, there have been, um, bands, right? And again, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not one that says, oh, all of this genre music is bad. Right. Cause that's, that's garbage. Don't, don't buy that. <laughs> Agreed. Unless it's, unless it's country music. No, oh, I mean, oh, <laughs> all you country fans. <laughs> we love you. Uh, just not your music. Just not your music. So, yeah. um, but I mean, so, but there have been bands where I, I, I came to an awareness mm. that man, when I listen to this music, yeah. Like I'm, I'm more susceptible to temptation. Mm. I'm more likely to, to, to treat people poorly. Like yeah. I'm, you know, things yeah. like that. Um, I have a, another one. I don't know. If, and then we'll see if you've got any examples. Yeah. I've actually, uh, people tease me a little bit. People that, that know this about me, tease me a little bit, but I was, uh, I was pretty into uh, Dungeons and Dragons, sure. which I'm not, I'm not making a blanket statement that that's wrong. Like things can be as weird as you make them. Yes. But for me, I reached a point in my playing Dungeons and Dragons where I had kind of made some bargains with God mm. going into it. Okay. I was I was an adult when I started playing, sure. but people had voiced a concern and mm. said, "Hey, like man, I don't think you should be doing that as a as a as a Christian." It's like, "No, oh, right. whatever." But I'm like, "Okay, hey, I'll yeah. play. I just won't do this." Sure. Well, over the years, I got to a point where that thing I wasn't going to do, I did. Aha. Uh-huh. And then and so then I kept going with that. Yeah. And then I got to another kind of a, sure. we'll say a fork in the road mm-hmm. where I, I had a decision and you guys are like, this is stupid. This is a made up game. But, hey. but yeah. I reached a point where I, I wanted to, to pursue a certain thing with one of my characters, mm-hmm. right? Again, this is a, it's a made up game, but right. this was one of the, the two times in my life where I actually feel like I heard the audible voice of God. Oh, wow. I was forming a question in my brain to ask the guy running the game if we could pursue this thing with my character. Yeah. And all I heard was no. Wow, Josh. And, and, and it was, and it was one of those things I'm like, okay. And, and, and from that point on, like I had to step back and I actually said, Mm -hmm. man, like I have, Mm -hmm. I've gone way beyond what is healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm for you, for me, yeah, right. For me. Like, yep. and for me, if, if I were to go this route, I, I don't know what would have played out because mm-hmm. when you hear the audible voice of God, <laughs> <laughs> you better buckle up, you better, you better respond, uh, and, and, and do what he says or, or yeah. don't do what he, don't do what he says not to do. Yes. I don't know. Something like that. But yeah, but I, I feel like that was a, a yeah. pretty significant fork in the road. So from that wow. point for me, I, I totally pulled out because I was like, man, I don't, I don't think this is something that I can do. 
and honor God with it anymore. Yeah. Because I've, I've crossed too many lines. Was that immediate or did you struggle? Did you have like, oh, I'll play a couple more games or was it just like a clean cut for you or did after, you battle? After, after that, I, you were done. I pulled out. Okay. okay. I pulled out. Now the crazy okay. thing is, and again, I've like, I've never done drugs. Like sure. I've never had like that type of an addiction. Right. But like, there are times where I, I actually crave that game. Mm. I don't know if that because it was so sense. fun. Because well, you had there a great was just, time, and there was community. Yep, right. Yep. I played with buddies, man. We we yes. play. I played with the same group of guys for yeah. several years. Yeah, like there was there's a lot more to it than just a game. Yeah, um, but yeah, so yeah. It's, well, there's it's a big community in D and D. One of my neighbors, Jeff, if you're watching, uh, very avid player, plays in I think <laughs> leagues and different things. So. Yeah. You know, for me, Josh, music's definitely, uh, that was definitely part of it. Uh, D and D was part of it. Uh, but I, I think one of the biggest things for me in controlling my thought life is the things that I view. So, you know, I have to be very mindful and careful about what I'm taking in. My mom had this saying, you, we all know it, garbage in, garbage out. (laughs) Um, and so, you know, when Netflix is queued up or Hulu's queued up or Amazon Prime, whatever, I have to be very careful, particularly with uh, sexual things. Oh. I just I don't want to take that into my I don't want to take that in because that starts my thoughts down a wrong path, a path that God doesn't want me to be on, a path of uh, just things that are unpleasing to him. And so, yeah, that's definitely one of those areas where if I open the door, right, and I see something that is a little bit provocative or or however you, however you want to say, erotic, whatever, uh, it may be a day or two where mm. I'm fighting, I'm battling with my thoughts throughout the next couple of days, you know, to stop that. And I, I kind of have to, you know, get away from that altogether for a time. And, and you, those of you watching, you're hearing Josh and I say, you should think, oh, you guys are pastors and that sounds pretty holier than thou, holy roller kind of thing. I think we're just really being real with you and telling you the truth of, you know, where we're coming from, but there really is, you know, this war, uh, for, for your soul. And it may not be, a, um, a role-playing game or it may not be, uh, I do think there's a line, I, I'm not even going to speak into D and D, but, and this, this series, let's just, we can bring this up too. This series is, is pretty based on John Mark Comer's book, Live No Lives. If you haven't read this book, you need to get this book and read it. It's a super, like, sometimes you yeah. hear that, you hear the term spiritual warfare. Yeah. And, and you think, oh, okay, well, that's going to be weird. Yeah. No, I love Comer's take on this mm-hmm. is very practical. It's biblical. Yeah. Uh, and it's not weird. I don't think it's weird even a little bit. Not even a little bit. He's so balanced. I mean, he he addresses the the more mystical sides of spirituality, but he also kind of brings some logic to it. Uh, but one of the things that he says in, in one of his podcasts that's related to Live No Lies is, you know, there is no place for certain things in the life mm-hmm. of a Christian. And he specifically mentions, and I'm saying this to agree with him, you know, there's there's a show called Game of Thrones that was on, I think, HBO. I think they just... I just saw an ad. They have like a follow-up series to that. Okay. Now. Okay. I, my wife and I watched the, tried to watch the very first episode. And apart from my own convictions about taking in scenes of nudity or sexuality, I, I want to say, go on record with John Mark Comer, watching that show has no place in the life oh. of, of a follower of Jesus. That That is just, it was unbelievable. In the first episode that I watched, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is, this is unbelievable that this is not on a, 
like a harder rating or something, you oh. know, because it was like such heavy duty. Um, and there basically, is basically porn. It was I mean, absolutely. Kind of, okay. Yeah, it was absolutely. I mean, in the first episode, there's, <laughs> I you don't even need to say what it is. It's just not, it's no good. Well, yeah. and on that point, right. Maybe yeah. you're like, oh, hey, that's you guys just being like churchy. Uh, go to the website, fight the new drug. Mm. Right. This this is mm-hmm. not from a faith based perspective, and they talk about how damaging pornography is physiologically. Like, like yeah, how it jacks yeah. up your brain, yeah. how it messes with the relationships, mm-hmm. uh, its impact yeah. on uh, the sex trafficking, like all of that. Yeah. So so it's not just something you in your own private home. Uh, hey, who cares what I look at on my computer at home? Mm-hmm. Uh, it has far reaching impact. So yeah. yes, and that's that's from a secular source. Yes, that's not some church person saying porn is bad. Yeah. Uh, that's, they've got the, a lot of research, a lot of data that. Oh, the science supports it. Yeah. Yeah. The science uh, supports it. Um, and I think that kind of brings us full circle to one of the things that Ryan said yesterday. He said, and he was quoting on, a, on the gospel of John, Jesus said, Satan is the father of lies. You know, it made me think that, you know, Jesus is, is or Satan is the one who provides these seeds. He plants these seeds of, of deceit that then turn into practices that we think are okay. And uh, one of the questions Ryan asked, and I would be interested to see what you think. Ryan said, what if culture is blind to the fact that there is a devil at all? Which I yeah. actually pulled up. Now, I found some numbers from, uh, I think it was back in 2009. So that's okay. that's a little bit dated. I, I, would, sure. I would rather have newer numbers, but... Uh, I think it was a Barna. Okay. A Barna poll. Okay. And they had, it was like all said and done, some 60% of people viewed the devil mm-hmm. as a symbol of evil, not ah, an actual, wow, not an actual like living wow. being. Not, he's, he's not some individual spiritual being. Right. He's just, oh, like that's just the, wow. the symbol of evil. Yeah. The scarier thing is from a more recent poll that they did, they actually had some, some 56% of people said there's some sort of devil. Right. Only 51% of those people said there was a God. Oh. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, wait, how do more people believe in, yeah. in the devil than right. in God? Like that's, right. <laughs> but I actually think that's a, that's one of the ways in our culture, mm-hmm. in our cult, like North American culture, Western culture, probably, mm-hmm. I, I think we could, we could extrapolate that and, and, and apply it to yeah. most of Western culture is I think one of the greatest ways the devil has worked is by, uh, what, how do I want to say it? And it's minimizing mm-hmm. or, or there's probably, this probably isn't a, a real word, but like theatricalizing. Sure. The, the supernatural. Yes. Right. Like we, we Hollywood's have, full of it. Yes. So when we say mm-hmm. demon, right. If I were to say, Hey, what does a demon look like? Maybe you're going to go to the last movie or TV show mm-hmm. that you watch that has some sort of demonic character. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be some hideous looking beast that, right. you know, right. Is, got horns and he's drooling and he, you know, he's just growling at you. Bad dude, bad dude. <laughs> yeah. So this is kind of the image that we've, yeah we've conjured as yeah. to what Hollywood. And so they're like, Oh, psh, right. Demons. Like, right. I've never seen a demon. Cause that's what we think. We think <laughs> we do. It, the, the interesting thing, and this is again, outside of Christian sources is that a lot of those things that you see, there is a vein and a grain of reality to that. In fact, there are some Hollywood producers and directors who will actually, when they're making movies that have that sort of content in them, they will bring in 
people who are practicing witchcraft, mm. Wiccans, practicing Satanists, bring them in as consultants to help make what they're doing in these films to be more accurate. So I think there is a reality to that. But yeah, when you, when you engrandize, uh, is that the word? When you make Satan to be only that, you miss the fact that it could be, uh, it could be the most beautiful creature you've ever seen. And in fact, we know in the book of Isaiah, it says that Lucifer, this archangel, before he became Satan, when he existed in heaven, he was this beautiful creature. It says that parts of his back have these pipes or like an organ, like there's his body is musical. Like I, I don't know. So, so if you ever want to be like, if you really want to challenge your your um, preconceived idea about what spiritual beings look like, read Ezekiel. Yes, right. Well, Ezekiel too, the flying wheels and the lights and like, uh, yeah, that sounds like a spaceship. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and and I think I think I think what you're saying, like the Hollywood has caused us to minimize the reality of who Satan actually is, you know, and made it more of a joke. You know, then yeah, it's it's the boogeyman, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Freddy Krueger, oh, yeah. the boogeyman's gonna get yep. you. Oh, the demon's gonna get you. The yep. devil's gonna get you. Like, yep. And yeah, so you can't. They like, I think that's yep. a good way to say it. They they've made a joke of it. Yeah, and yeah, and there's there's no joke about it. I mean, Satan is is a here. Here's what I like to say: Satan is a worthy foe for you and me, mm. more than a worthy foe. In fact, he could defeat us easily. We're just in our, in our humanity, in our, in humanity. our humanity. Yes. Yeah. But he is not a word. In fact, Ryan, that was one of the, probably the, the top points that he made yesterday was that though there is this mighty, powerful, dark, wicked, uh, evil, uh, being called Satan who is real and exists in a spiritual world. He is, was, and is 100% defeated at the mm -hmm. cross, 100% yeah. defeated. So, and I think that's the other way. I, you've you've known people, Josh, probably even in your past in the church world, who make Satan out to be more than he is. I mean, the devil's behind every bush. Right. Like there, Satan has this, you know, and it's like mm, I don't know about that. I think Jesus uh, defeated him, uh, and we don't we don't need to. I don't think we need to worry as much. No, I think sometimes we, you know, again like that demon behind every bush. We we use it as a a way to explain difficulties in life, yeah. which I would suggest, I don't have, I don't have proof of this or research on this. I would suggest that that is probably uh, a result of the prosperity gospel mm. mindset. Yeah. Because it, right. you know, the prosperity gospel says, Hey, like if you, if you're faithful to God, if you felt like you will be blessed, you will be yeah. healthy, wealthy, and, yeah. and all these good things will happen to you. Mm -hmm. So now if those things aren't happening to me, right? Well, who's to blame? Well, I don't want to blame myself because I feel like I'm doing all the right things. Right. Well, it must right. be a demon. Right. And it's like, uh, yeah. no, because yeah. sometimes bad things happen because we live in a broken, sinful world. Uh, sometimes bad things happen yeah. because we make stupid decisions. Dumb choices. And yes. there are consequences for our stupid decisions. Yes. You're not in prison because of a demon. You're in prison because you broke the law. Yep. So, I mean... <laughs> John Mark, he had a great story in his podcast, Practicing the Way, which I would tell you to listen to that. But he said he's he's after church. He's out front like a pastor is and trying to talk to people. And a guy comes up to him and John Mark says to him, you know, how was your week? And the guy goes, oh, man, it was really, really serious spiritual attack. Like I was really under spiritual attack. And John Mark's like, oh, man, this I'm 
wow, what's going on? And he asked the guy, and he said, I ordered something on Amazon and it came and it was the wrong color. I had to print out the shipping label and box it up and I had to send it back. And John Mark says in the pocket. <laughs> so he starts laughing. He busts out laughing and the guy's not laughing at all. And John Mark says, I realized as I'm laughing, this guy's serious. Like he believes that there was a satanic power that messed up his order and caused him all this chaos to have to print. And, and John Mark, he, he's mocking that, that sort of thinking where, where there's less of, of our, our, our free will mm. as, as humans and creatures of God. And like we're puppets underneath this satanic power. And it's no, mm. no. I, and I, I think a really good balance, Josh, and we, we were talking about this off camera. Those of you watching or listening, uh, C.S. Lewis, you know, one of the greatest uh, Christian thinkers of all time and one of the greatest Christian authors of all time. Uh, he's got a book out there called Screwtape Letters. Uh, Josh has read it. I've read it. It's a, it's a, it's a, not a, not a satire, sort of. Uh, ish. I mean, it's a really interesting, C.S. Lewis, if you've never read a C.S. Lewis book or if all you've yeah. read are the Narnia books, right? C.S. Lewis are great. A, a, yes, they're, yes. They're fantastic. Yes. But he has a much broader library than Philosophy. That. And he, mm-hmm. he, he approaches spiritual warfare in a really unique way in the screw yeah. tape letters. Yeah. Screw tape letters is it's a story about uh, Satan and his minions and how Satan is training these minions to have impact on humans like us. And and I just want to read it read a quote from C.S. Lewis. So he says, "There are two equal and opposite errors into which our race. Now we're talking about the demons here can fall about the devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence, just like we talked about." The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. Mm. They themselves, the devils, are equally pleased by both errors and hail a materialist or a magician with the same delight. And here is what Satan says to his minion. And the, the main character's name is Wormwood. He says, my dear Wormwood, I wonder you should ask me whether it is essential to keep the patient. And that's the humans. The, the person. The person. Yeah. In ignorance about your own existence, that question, at least for the present phase of the struggle, has been answered for us by the high command. This is the high command of Satan. Our policy for the moment is to conceal ourselves. Take note of that. Of course, this has not been always, this has not always been so. We're really faced with a cruel dilemma. When human beings disbelieve in our existence, we lose all the pleasing results of direct terrorism and we make no magicians. On the other hand, when they believe in us, we cannot make the materialist and skeptics, at least not yet. Mm. <laughs> it's just such a beautiful way of describing that spiritual world. And of course, it's this is story. You know, it's we don't know how real it is, but it, it feels it feels like that that story could be happening right now. And that's and that's one of the beauties of C.S. Lewis. Again, if you've not read much of his uh, works, I would encourage you to do that. Screw tape letters, uh, the Great Divorce. Uh, I mean, he. When you read it, even though it isn't scripture, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, so don't yeah, give yeah, it yeah. the same weight as scripture. But you have those moments of, huh, like that. that Connected the dots. So much sense, you know, in light yeah. of our reality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. We've talked a lot about the devil so far. Yes. Uh, and Ryan kind of tackled. <laughs> and we're going to get into it more next week because I think yes. next week he's going he's gonna to really do a deep dive into Diving into yeah. it. Well, he also kind of started talking about the flesh, you know, and he unpacked that, the Greek word sarks, which is uh, where we get this idea of our, our it's actual, it actually means the fleshiness of our bodies, the meat 
part of our bodies, but it also means um, that that willingness to behave in a way or that inclination to behave in a way that is in opposition to God. So when Christians use that word, the flesh, all they mean is our desires to do bad things. Would which, you, how right, would you describe which, it? Yeah, which is, is going to be interesting in a couple of weeks. I actually get to preach about that one. Oh, so. Cool. <laughs> gonna so that's going to be good. That's going to be fun. But yeah, and, and, it's, and it's a it's a almost a misleading term because we think flesh, we think physical, mm-hmm. but it's this it's this weird hybrid mm-hmm. because it's actually a spiritual term, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we use we use physical terms to mm-hmm. to talk about it. Yeah, See, I think I think that's sometimes confusing. Yeah. And we'll, I'll probably get into this when when I do that message, right? But this is where we. Uh, unfortunately, you see sometimes like the the practice of mortification. Yes, right to where mm-hmm. like we and um, mm-hmm. and then later, right? I mean, you see the New Testament. Well, not later the mortification, but like uh, later in Scripture, mm-hmm. right? We see the uh, the biblical writers dealing with the heresy of Gnosticism, right? Right, and this is again kind of mm-hmm. that bad approach to the physical, yeah, because it's a misunderstanding <laughs> of no, this isn't. This isn't just saying the physical is bad. Right. This right. is this is a spiritual reality. Yeah. And there's a, in conjunction with the flesh. Yes. There's a there's a there's a physical component. Yeah. It's kind of like kind of yeah. like, sorry. And we're just we're making a lot of this episode about sex. I feel like, but yeah. But it's like sex, right? There's sure. this. You know, scripture says they're united and there's one flesh. Right. It's a it's a physical act. Right. But there's a spiritual reality yes. tied to that physical act. Right. I, I think it's very similar with this. Right. Yeah. Like. We talk about the flesh, which is a physical thing. Like this, uh, mm-hmm. these are actually things that involve my physical body, mm-hmm. but it's a spiritual reality. It's a spiritual exchange. We'll get into yeah. that in that message. Or like you know, when when the scripture talks about how through Adam, mm-hmm. all of us were infected with this mm-hmm. this disease in a sense. I think um, it's a, a way to look at it is to say uh, it's the desires of our flesh that agree with the temptations of the devil, and then also the pressures of the world. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that, again, it can go back to to sexual fornication, those sorts of things. Uh, it can go towards anything like that. But when you have that thought in your mind, that literally could be, and Paul says in Ephesians, a fiery dart of the enemy that has been sent to cause you to begin to think a thought that is uh outside of the safety of God's blessing mm. and, and obedience to God. And then your flesh, your body, which wants to naturally go that way. And that's an important distinction. It's natural. Yep. You don't just, you don't just like, Oh, I think I'm going to rob a bank today. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's the natural inclination. And I think there's no greater place in scripture. Josh, you could speak into this too than Romans seven. When we look at this battle, and if you're watching or listening, check it out, grab your Bible and, and read through that. I would encourage you to to check it out specifically in the message version. Mm. I think Eugene Peterson in his transliteration there, it's not a translation, but whatever. <laughs> uh, he does the best job I've ever read in kind of unpacking that fight between the flesh and the spirit, the spirit being the part of us that wants to be in obedience to God, the flesh that is naturally against God. Mm -hmm. And there's this conflict. And in the middle of that, you've got the devil, you know, trying to influence. And then you've got the world. And maybe that's the last thing we could talk about in this podcast. The world is this unbelievable force around us. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, you've got, and, in, in, uh, you know, the message Ryan talks about this, and it's this progression, which, again, you'll see in Comer's work, uh, Ryan referenced Dallas Willard, right? I mean, these, mm-hmm. these aren't... These aren't ideas that are new to us because they're as old as scripture. Right. I mean, right. So this is uh, this has been around for a while. But the you've got the devil who who tells lies that play into the things that we already naturally want. Yes. So we we want these things. The devil tells us lies. We're like, ooh, yeah, all right, that'll probably be fun. <laughs> that'll be good. And and then you see, you know, we live in a culture where those things have been normalized like celebrated that's, that's and that's that's crazy man like yeah. not just normalized like you said yes. celebrated there there are things happening right now mm-hmm. to where we we don't we don't just okay things that that scripture tells us are sinful mm-hmm. like we we legit yeah. celebrate them like and this is it blows my mind at the it risk of sounding like the old guy in this podcast, of which I am, but not by much. <laughs> you're, you're the not old, by much. you're the older guy. You're not the older, older guy. There. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna That's keep right. that, Josh. <laughs> you're not an old guy. But I mean, I'm I'm 43 years old. I was born and raised in the church. Essentially, I've been in the church my whole life. Didn't get saved until I was 19. But I'm shocked mm. today, even only being 43, the things that are normalized and celebrated, and that's the world. The world is in cahoots with the devil. That's a good word. That's in good cahoots word. with the devil and and really appeals to the flesh. And that's where those those seeds of lies begin to be planted. The devil's like, it's going to be okay. And the world's like, everybody's doing it. Why can't you do it? Uh, I really loved the way that Ryan addressed some of those, well, I'm, I'm going to call these flesh and worldly anthems. Oh. Right? And we hear them all the time. Like, follow your heart. Listen to your heart <laughs> when he's calling Who for is that, you. Pat Benatar? No, um, no, um, I did totally draw the line. There's a super fun like techno remix of that song. Ooh, I would like but, to hear that. But yes, <laughs> the, the message of that song is terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, follow your heart. You know, and Josh's gonna get into this. I know. In a couple weeks, we talks about the flesh. If we're born under Adam, the heart is deceitful it will above lie. all things above Scripture all says things. the heart is deceitful yeah. above all things who yes. can trust it it will lie to you but, but that is that is the thing we're telling people to listen to yeah yep <laughs> it's crazy do what makes you feel good right well what if uh stealing and lying and pillaging is what makes me feel good well in culture we know that's why we have law enforcement like we actually have physical laws to keep us from normal people from doing what feels good because what we feel, what feels good a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times is the wrong thing because by nature, we're drawn to the wrong thing. Yes. Like, but you know, in, in our, in our flesh, like we are, we are, we're always going to be pulled in the direction that is, is away from God. Yeah. And what a, what a battle that is, you know, what a battle that is. The last one I heard Ryan say is you do you right. (laughs) You only live once, those kinds of things. And it's like, no, (laughs) no, you don't want to do you. You actually want to die to self. Jesus talks about a cross that we bear. And you're thinking, wait a minute, I thought Jesus is the one that bore the cross. He did, but then he gives each of us a cross to pick up. It says daily and that we're to die to self. We're to die to the flesh. We're to die to the lies of the enemy. We're to die to the lying voice mm. of the world. Yep. And we're to take this narrow road, not this wide highway to unrighteousness. 
And we're supposed to do things the way Jesus does things. And Ryan's got the staff reading this right now. I thought I'd read it. I have not read this book. Oh, did you and read like Renovation of the Heart? Or I, I'd have to look, but this book is rocking my world. Mm. Like this book is uh, amazing. Listen to this, this just one section. So spiritual formation, and that's really what we're talking about, being made into the image of Jesus, where we're denying the devil. We're denying our fleshly, sinful nature that's opposed to God. And we're denying the lies of the world, these three things. We're being formed. It's a holistic process. Now to help us grasp this point, I'm going to suggest that you create your own visual aid. If you would draw a circle about the size of a half dollar on a piece of paper and write in it the words spirit, heart, and will. And then around that, draw another circle and label it mind, including your thoughts and your feelings. The third circle is body. The fourth circle is social relations. Your final circle is your soul. So you have spirit, which is your will, mind, which is thoughts and feelings, body, social relations, and soul. And all of these things, Josh, our spiritual formations pastor, all of these things need to be shaped and remade into the image of Christ. And by doing certain things on a daily basis, mm. we can fight the devil, we can fight the flesh, and we can fight the world. And we won't get too far into these things, but there are certain practices that you can do in your physical body mm -hmm. and in this world in which we live that will give you victory, not immediately, but over time and incrementally over the devil, the flesh, and the world. Right, because they are connected. Right. What happens with your physical body affects your spiritual reality. I mean, it's, yes, we're, we are holy. I like that term holistic. That book is the great omission, yes. by the way, by Dallas Willard. Uh, a must looking, read Dallas Willard. He's like, he's one of those heavy hitters. Did uh, you know he was Baptist? Christen <laughs> I don't know that I knew that. Bro, but, <laughs> he was Baptist. Hey, my, I'm like, my what? best, my best friend is Baptist. I, Baptists are cool. Like, <laughs> I got to read this other part here. If you're a Baptist, we love you. Yeah, we love you. You're we cool. definitely do. Y'all right. are in some deep water right now, and I'm sorry That's for right. that. But and we're not sure about that once saved, always saved. No. <laughs> <laughs> we just jumped in the water. Listen to what he says here, Josh. Is, you're just going to love this. The thing that we're hinting at, we're not saying it just yet, is that there are spiritual practices slash disciplines. Yeah. Uh that will help you combat the devil, the flesh, and the world. And listen to what Dallas Willard says. It's page 52 of the, the Great Omission. Spiritual disciplines are activities in our power. Note that, listener viewer, that we engage in to enable us to do what we cannot do by direct effort. Mm. Okay. So imagine you've got this particular fleshly sinful behavior, and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to snap my fingers, and I'm just going to stop doing that. What happens, friends? <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You actually have to do something else that gives gas and power to the engine of self-control, a spiritual discipline or practice that will give you victory over the devil, the flesh, and the world. And uh, that's Josh's passion and heart as our spiritual formation pastor. So if you're not involved, if you're watching or you're listening to this podcast, you're not involved in Discover Purpose uh, you haven't been through, can we say starting so, point yet? Uh, I mean, it, right. It's currently next, next steps experience. We'll yeah. be, yeah, we're rebranding that. But yeah, so we've got, we've got yeah. the three, you we've got the core. Uh, so next steps discover purpose, live scent, 
Uh, we have those. We're also running the Radiant Institute, which we're going to have a real heavy focus on. Top tier there. Spiritual disciplines yeah. uh, there. We're going to, we've already got people freaking out because we have a silent retreat. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. You can't even talk during meals. It's going to be, it's going to be great. That'll, be, that'll change people's lives. It's going to, it is, it really but they're will. already nervous about it. So yeah, I, you know, it'd be tough. I've had to do uh, start a practice weekly of silence and solitude, but not this kind of solitude because we're talking now, but staying away from certain things on a, every day of the week. And mm-hmm. it's just been a practice that it's horrible. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard, viewers and listeners, but I sense the Lord's blessing in it. And I know over time it's going to be a blessing. Josh, anything else you can think of on the devil, the flesh, and the world? Ryan's first message in this unseen. Unseen realm. Thank you. Um... No, because again, this was just kind of the overview. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a deeper dive in the next uh, several episodes as we look at this, and, and you know, and we want to look at both sides of the coin, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to we're gonna talk about the devil, the flesh, and the world, but we're also gonna talk about what does it actually look like to live by the Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Paul says, "Keep in step with the Spirit." He says, "Man, if you live by the Spirit." You won't give into the desires of the flesh, you know. So, right. so we're gonna we're gonna explore both sides of how that do you coin. live in the spirit? How do you actually do that? Yep. What does that look like? And then, and like you were alluding to with the disciplines, mm-hmm. what are the what are the physical practices, the physical components of living mm-hmm. in the spirit? So, yep. <laughs> because again, we're we're holistic beings. Mm-hmm. We're not just flesh. We're not just spirit. We're yeah, everything all combined. So there are keys that open certain doors in the physical world and the spiritual world. And they are the spiritual disciplines and practices. These are keys. And as you learn how to use these keys and utilize these keys, you'll, yeah, we don't want to go too far, but if you're watching or you're listening, uh, I want, we want to encourage you. Uh, first thing, would you do us a favor? Give us a thumbs up and like this episode. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching, if you're listening, give us a thumbs up, like this podcast. The next thing I know, Josh and I are podcast, avid podcast. Uh, I listen more than I watch, but, um, I don't listen to any podcast. I don't subscribe to like, no, I, if you send me one, I may listen to a one-off, like it's something that's really pressing Josh. Like I really think you need to listen to this. I'll listen to it. But for the most part, my weekly routine is comprised of podcasts that I subscribe to. So we want to encourage you click that subscribe button. Now, this ensures that every time we put out a new episode, um, we're going to have other guests as well. Eventually, um, you're going to get that content. The last thing we're going to tell you to do is to help us see that this is fruitful and this is a good thing that we're doing, that it's a blessing to you, that our ramblings have been somewhat useful to you. Uh, <laughs> would you share this? The best way that podcasts grow, video podcasts and audio podcasts can grow is when viewers and listeners like you actually share them. So you could share them uh, to your Facebook page. You can share links on Twitter. You can share it. I, I think there's ways to do that on in Instagram uh, and other other areas, other social media platforms. Share, email a link to a friend. Maybe a family member popped up in your mind, a neighbor, uh, that a friend that could be encouraged by the stuff we talked about today. Yeah, uh, if, you, if you like it, give us a good review. If you hate yes. it, uh, email us first. And then you can give us a bad review, but email us first. And we'd love to have a conversation about why you hated it. So there you go. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for joining us as we relaunch uh, Radiant Reflections for this season. Uh, Looking forward to engaging with you through this uh, medium. So uh, yeah, looking forward. If you have questions, let us know. You can email us, podcast at theradiantlife.church. Or you can email me, josh at theradiantlife.church. Or jb at theradiantlife.church. We'll see you next time. 
Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.